The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good Monday morning and welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, I'm Chris Yao. Joined this morning by Mo Patton, J.P. Plant. We are back here in the beautiful headquarters on West 7th in Columbia, Tennessee. No it's, balloons, no streamers, no confetti. I'm a little disappointed. No ticker tape parade. No nothing. No. Well, you couldn't get it down West 7th anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's... Which uh, is still not complete. Yeah, it's... As it's, fall has become... It's now winter. As fall 2020 has become winter 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So. Guess we can... We should get some, like, some whiteout. Mm. Do they still make that? <laughs> yeah, you get some whiteout and, and change the dates. We've got to go to all the businesses on the down the street, though. <laughs> Oh man, the industrial size wide out. Yeah, we'll, we'll need we'll need a lot. I think they call that paint. <laughs> oh man, so I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in like two weeks. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's only been what five days. Yeah. Well, it's probably not even been that long since we've talked. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like it's it's been. It just feels like two weeks since we've had a conversation, yeah. and it's, hey, I'm not mad about it, I guess. I'm just glad to be here. Well, i tell you what, as I had anticipated, it was a little rough getting up this morning to get down here. <laughs> oh, man. Wasn't it, though? I, I didn't have any trouble getting up, but last night, um, put it this way, I ordered pizza to be delivered during the Titans game and I ordered it at like 4.40 by 5.30 no not I'm sorry I feel like no that's not right right. I ordered it at 4.16 4.16 at 5.30 we still hadn't gotten it even though the online tracker said that it was you had? well that it was on its way well Pizza Hut is across the street it's a half a mile away (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, well, something's not right. So Sarah goes and gets the pizza. She's just like, you know what? I'll just go pick it up. Mm. So I guess there was no tip. No, there was no tip. And we were, we better have been uh, reimbursed for at least the delivery charge. They said they were going to, but who knows? <laughs> um, But because she drove the car last, I didn't know where the keys were. <laughs> so it took me about 10, 15 minutes to find those this morning. I had to go get her up out of bed. That was unfortunate. I didn't want to. I looked everywhere. They were in her jacket pocket in the coat closet. So it's I, I never would have looked there. You never there. would know. Never right. would have looked there. 
I looked in my jacket pocket in the coat closet, but I forgot that she had driven the car last. So I'm. that's why I didn't want to get her up. I was like, crap, I've lost the keys, and it's my fault. But it was actually her fault, which, you know, pregnancy brain and all. <laughs> Careful. Careful. Not, go, not going there. No. Oh, she'll tell you. <laughs> she'll tell you. It's a, like dead gum pregnancy brain. It, and I, I get it too now. It's crazy. But Sympathy pains. Huh? I guess. Yeah. I, I forget stuff all the time. We got to see, uh, they got a 4D ultrasound yesterday too, so that was cool. A 40? 4D. 4, 4, oh, 4D. 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 Yes. Very nice. And uh, D. Sarah yeah. says Not that. 4T. No, no, 4D. No. no. 4 hyphen D. Yeah, I got you. Sarah says that Charlie looks like me, and I feel like that's unfortunate. Poor thing. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> there's, there's time. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of time. There's time. Oh, man. It's nice to be back in the studio, guys, to see your, your faces here. To see the phone handoff. And to see the phone handoff from Clayton Harris. So so you can officially call us or text us if you want to um, get in contact with us, 931-381-1017. Um, let us know if you've had any 4D mm. um, <laughs> ultrasounds, later. ultrasounds or anything of the sort. Or 40. Or 40. 40, I feel like, would like be a problem for the baby, right? <laughs> At such an early age. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. That's might a lot. Might stunt the growth there a little yeah. bit. Hey, tra- train a child up, right? <laughs> so. We do have a good show, though. We have a great show lined up. We'll talk. We Obviously, over the holidays, um, we didn't have a whole lot of action. But because we well, haven't well, talked we, to you we, in we so We didn't long, until we did. Yeah. <laughs> because we haven't talked to you in so long, we have plenty to talk about. To catch up on. <laughs> we can catch up. So, yeah. you know, it, it works out really well for us. And uh, I know that the the teachers and administrators, and are students back today? I don't think students are back, but, but I think teachers are. And I know they're struggling this morning like us. I know they are. Mm. Um, so our, our hearts go out to the teachers and administrators who are in the buildings this morning. Uh, but, yeah, we, we had – a lot of a lot of games over time and uh and I'm just uh I, I'm excited to, to catch up on those. Um wrestling, basketball, boys and girls. We'll tell you about today's schedule. Had some all state selections come out since we last spoke with you. Uh the TDSWA D two cross country golf mm-hmm. all state has all come out. Of course it's Monday, so we have Mr. Chip Walters. He's going to join us and talk MTSU. Some pleasantries to talk about with MTSU. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good, a lot of good things happened for the Blue Raiders over the the break. Uh, yesterday was a pretty big day for Nashville sports fans, as finally the Tennessee <laughs> that the twenty twenty AFC South Division champion Tennessee Titans get a win. Boom! And if you Refer to them in any other way, I refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> that is their official title, at least for the rest of the... And well-earned. <laughs> at least for the rest of this season, anyway. Thank, thank you, Sam Sloman. Yeah, well... How about that? Thank you, Derek Henry, for getting him six extra yards because he needed them. Every bit of them. He needed every inch. 
that was that was rough. And I bet when Sam Sloman woke up yesterday morning, he didn't think he was going to be kicking a kick to um to win, win an AFC South championship or doinking it off the right upright. He, this fool had the nerve to say he knew it was good all along hey, after the game. Hey. <laughs> always, always. Oh yeah, it was good. I knew it. Had never had an issue. Never, right. never in question was that kick. Oh man. So yeah, we'll talk about that in in uh, in depth. And of course, we had the you know, we had the playoffs. So college football playoffs were over. Such as they were. Yeah, I mean, a couple not so great games, which I expected. Although maybe not expected one to go the way it did. Is what it is. Um, but we can talk about that in depth, and we'll mention that Tennessee basketball lost to Alabama. That was insane. That was, speaking of unexpected. Yeah, I mean, Crimson Tide shot 50% from the three-point line. Tennessee shot 16%. And well, I mean, Tennessee just goes out to Como and wins by 20 against – a top 15 team, and then comes home and loses to Alabama by eight. It's, I will say this. The teams that give Tennessee sh- trouble are good perimeter shooting teams mm-hmm. because <clears throat> they don't contest shots like they're supposed to. And I played on a team that led the NCAA in field goal percentage defense. So <laughs> I will say that if you're going to do anything, contest the shot. It's much harder to make a shot if you've got a hand, hand. anywhere near you. Just just put your hand up in the vicinity. It does. You don't have to be in their face. You just got to be close by with a hand. It just makes it more difficult. Tennessee doesn't do that. But I also wonder, though, if um, COVID regulations have kind of negated home court advantages. Oh, 100% has. I mean, uh, especially college basketball, which is a humongous home court advantage. Home court advantage, momentum type sport. Mm -hmm. Because basketball is a game of runs. Right. And. Obviously, the better your crowd is feeling, the more likely you're going to go on certain positive runs, you know, so. You know, and it's not taking place in the SEC, but these these conferences that are playing back-to-back games in the same venue, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. I, I look at Lipscomb playing Liberty twice over the weekend and winning the first game and losing the second one by 16. It's It's – and obviously on any given day, but it's it's just gonna kind of, it's it's going to really be a unique ride this year, un, unlike anything. And and I don't know that there's going to be a whole whole lot of rhyme or reason to anything that we see. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. As as unpredictable as college basketball can be, this season is going to be that much more unpredictable. And Captain Chaos is here for it. And I'm here for it. That's right. I'm here for everything today. It's going to be a lot of fun as we get back 
to it here on Monday. Again, if you want to talk about high school sports, we'll talk. We'll give you the rundown, and we'll talk about um, Central. You were at the their their boys win mm-hmm. over Coffee County. We'll talk about the Spring Hill girls as well. Uh, if you want to get in on that, 931-381-1017. Like I said, when we come back, we'll give you the full rundown and today's schedule. Of course, we'll talk about all state selections later this hour as well. So stay tuned right here on WKOM 1017 FM on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yamo, Pat, and J.P. Plant with you here on a beautiful Monday morning. It is very nice outside, and, you know, as we look out the window here from the friendly confines of our studio on West 7th, it's 40 degrees outside, but it doesn't really feel like 40 degrees because the sun is out. It's kind of warm, you know. It's a cozy 40. It, it is. Very cozy. Yeah. By the way, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy, Happy New Year to the two of you. Happy New Year. It's our first show in the new year. Is it? Indeed it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We made it. We did. Even if 2021. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not mad about... Um, the 39 degrees or the sun or anything. But I will say, you know, the cold weather is not ideal for us, as we've talked about extensively on this show and other shows on the station. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just, I, I like it when I can get, you know, under the heat, heat and blanket and not care. Though that's nice, yeah. Um, and I like being out in it. Other than that, uh, I mean, if I don't if I don't have to be affected by it, it's no big deal. Oh, speaking of blankets and that kind of thing, um, probably my best gift of the holidays, and I should have taken a picture of it, but I figured I might just come in here wrapped up in it one day. <laughs> um, Jody made me a Braves blanket. Oh wow! Nice. It's like floor length and I can wrap up in it and have done so and and refuse to share with her or anybody else. And yeah, it's, it's pretty slick. She's, um, she's pretty crafty. She's crafty. (laughs) But, um, yeah, 
J- so, so JP said Happy New Year to everyone, and I yep. I, I will say it, it's 2021, but it's mm-hmm. never New Year to me until pitchers and catchers report. Of course. Mm. <laughs> well, it sounds like they may be reporting a little later this year than usual, though. Oh, let's hope not. They're, well, ta- they're talking about spring training in April and starting play in May. I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't – I mean, obviously – you know, well, it gets you away from the Final Four and the Masters and all that other stuff too. So, but also, I wouldn't necessarily have an issue with that. Yeah, but I mean, also extending the break through the coldest part of the year, hmm. I'm okay with. Yeah, I mean, it, I I love when they report it's supposed to report February 13th, but if it's March, so it'll be fine. I'm, too. Yeah, I wouldn't be super mad so anyway let's talk about some high school sports as you got a chance to go over to columbia central and after they finally got started after they got some officials <laughs> columbia central got a big win over uh eight triple a opponent coffee county yes uh district opener for both those teams and so there was a very real um, commitment both on um, Columbia Central's part and on Coffee County coach Michael, Michael Williams's part to, to get that game played, if at all possible. And, you know, there for a while it was questionable whether it was going to be possible just for the fact that there was no officiating crew on the premises. They usually get there about, you know, usually 30, 20, 30 minutes before. I, I mean, when I'm there, I'm there – about 45 minutes before because I, I I got all kind of stuff I got to rub on my shins to make sure, you know, keep my shin splints from hurting. But, I mean, you got to, you know, you, you have to get ready, mm-hmm. and then you're on the floor about 15 to 10, 10 to 15 minutes before. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you, you should be there 45, 30, no, no sooner than 30 minutes. Yeah, but um, for whatever reason, and still not real clear on what the – the mix-up was, but officials didn't show, and so it was school- probably just the wrong time on arbiter. Which or, is- or maybe it just got erased some kind of way. You know, so many, so many games have gotten canceled, wiped out. That I mean, this was supposed to have been a doubleheader. Coffee County boys had some COVID issues earlier in the season, so they played a girls-only game couple of weeks ago um they put this one on the schedule though nick campbell said it had been on there all along who knows but for whatever reason they didn't have officials for four o'clock start time they had to work the phones finally got some local guys there they got going about five o'clock um central trail 22 14 at the half only hit one three-pointer in the first half came out turned around in third quarter outscored coffee county 19-4 hit four threes and kind of rolled from there to a 50 to 44 victory and like you said it's pretty big these are as we went to the district 8 AAA media day down in um winchester a few weeks ago these were the two boys teams that were picked to finish one two in the district um by coaches and selected media um coffee county was one columbia central was two so there are those that would tell you that this was an upset. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm among I, those. I mean, if you're if you're picked one two, it's not really an upset. Yeah, it's, especially on the 
2's home floor. Right. So, you know, it's... So it'll be interesting to see how this one goes when they go to Manchester, I think. But um, when they go to Manchester, it'll just be that many more games that Jordan Davis has up under him. The 6'1 freshman coming off the bench, as he's done all year, scored 15 points, hit a big three in that 19-4 third quarter, and has really been a difference maker um, for this Columbia Central team over the course of this 9-4 and four season now. Um, plays with a maturity beyond his age. Um, Nick Campbell says he brings an edge, brings instant energy off the bench, but at the same time, he rarely seems out of control, you know? He's not just ripping and running. He's he's playing with a purpose when he's out there. And um, guys, get a look at him because here before too long, you're going to want to say, I knew him when. He's He's got a chance to be one of the next really special ones to come through Columbia Central, I think. Yeah. Um, just the fact that you can play at that level at, at that such age. a young age. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty impressive to to watch. Um, yeah, Nick Campbell made the comment that he he doesn't start, but when he goes in, he usually doesn't come out. You yeah. know, there are certain people, and and, and a fourteen year old would be one of those probably, who struggle as a starter. Because maybe their adrenaline is too high, they need some time to calm down, whatever. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if, you know, I don't really know what the the deal is. But if it's working, don't mess with it. And, And again, you don't win a whole lot of games at the start of the game. That's right. Most of the games you win at the end of the game and... Or in the third quarter as this one. Yeah. And so the fact that he's in there when it's over... That's makes a matters. statement, yeah. Makes a statement as well. So, big win for the Lions, like you said, nine and four overall, one and zero oh in um, district play with that win. And we'll get to their schedule in a minute. Yeah, Clayton Harris sent us a screenshot of a Facebook post, and he needs to charge his phone. It's at eight <laughs> percent. Shocker on that one. <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, basketball officials have had to take a fairly significant pay cut. And obviously, that didn't have anything to do with them not being there. There's, um, But that's unfortunate because – and I know that as an official, I don't do it for the game. I don't do it for the money. I, I've never officiated basketball for the money. Okay, I do it for the kids and because officials are so hard to find – Anybody who can do it and wants to do it should do it no matter what you're getting paid, and you should just do it anyway. But, yeah, I'm not going to go that far for the simple fact that, you know, these officials in the South Central Association, I mean, this is a wide-ranging service area that they have here. And they were informed middle of last week, I guess, that beginning today, Game fees would be reduced by twenty five bucks um, for a double header for a three man crew. They're going from one hundred five to eighty for a um, single game for a three man crew. They're going from seventy five to fifty. Now they don't get mileage; they just get a straight check. 
So depending on where you're coming from and where you're going, you know, that $25 is a a pretty good hit. No, uh, and so you know it's it's, uh, and and I, I I understand the concept that you know schools are experiencing some financial issues with not being able to, you know, with with limited attendance here in the midst of a pandemic and that kind of thing. But I've also talked to some athletic directors that have said, "Hey, we've budgeted. We we've already set that, money, that money aside, aside. anyway." So. So this isn't an issue, you know, for us. So I mean, it's it's an ongoing story. Um, something I've been trying to work on here. So thanks, Clayton, for scooping me. Um, but we, it's just we, unfortunate. It's a tough situation, and it's just another um, result of what we're dealing with here with this pandemic. And not just that, but. You see it. There just aren't a lot of officials out there. Well, and and that's a concern to me. You know, you're talking about, you know, we don't have a lot of officials, um, and then we're going to cut the pay of the ones that we have. Now, I'm told that this is only for the regular season, that once postseason play begins, we're going to go back to those 105s for doubleheaders and, and 75 for um, single games game fees, but I'm also told that game fees for officials in Tennessee are lower than they are in any of the bordering states. When I officiated in Alabama, the last time that I did a varsity basketball game, I got paid $60. But that was five years ago. Five, six years ago. So... I mean, I'm I'm sure it's probably eighty now. Yeah. Plus mileage. Plus that's the key. That's the key. Plus mileage. Because I don't think they get mileage here. I'm pretty sure they don't. I think it's just straight one oh five for a double header. Yeah, six sixty bucks a game. You do two games, you hundred and twenty bucks plus, you know, whatever mileage you get. That that's a pretty good deal. So if you were getting sixty bucks a game mm-hmm. and one twenty so, okay, so so these guys are getting fifty two fifty a game if they work a doubleheader. Yep. So, no to answer Clayton's uh, text <laughs> message to go to two man cruise. I don't know where not. he is. We probably need to just get him in here and give him a mic. Absolutely no. not. No, I don't think I don't think so. Either. As an official, as a player, as a coach, no. Yeah, I don't think you want that. It, it's one of those. I, I think three-man cruise is one of those genies that you can't get back in the bottle. I'll take the pay cut. As an official, I'll take the pay cut. If they if it's one of the two, it, I'll take the pay cut. <laughs> anyway, let's give you the rundown real quick. How's that? Uh, yeah. This is The Rundown. We already talked to you a little bit about Columbia Central's 50-44 to win Saturday over visiting Coffee County in District 8 AAA action. Also, um, in boys' play, back on New Year's Eve, Summertown's boys defeated Lawrence County 71-67 down at the Ralph Benson Gymnasium. Um, 
Providence Christian on Saturday defeated visiting Zion Christian 49-43 in a Division II district matchup. Um, at some point, we're not sure when, Summertown boys defeated Murfreesboro Central 55-51. Gavin Burleson, 19 points in that win. And on Saturday, again at the Ralph Benson Gymnasium, Spring Hill girls continue to be road warriors with a 54-48 win down at Lawrence County. Had some wrestling action over the weekend at the Mayor Garston Mm -hmm. Wrestling Tournament in the team championships the boys side summit comes out victorious with a score of 155 fairview in second place 152.5 beach came in third centennial fourth place finishers with 131 points also other teams of note independence had 66.5 points and columbia central brought up the rear with 4.5 points i think they only had one boy Oh, wow. That's yes. pretty good then. If you there only had you one boy competing and you scored four and a half points, hey. Exactly. Well done. Yeah. Summit's individual winners, Jackson Masters at 120, Landon DeSalle at 132, and Ryan Smith at 285. On the girls' side at that tournament, Independence, the host Lady Eagles won it with 77 total points. Um, Bailey Peterson at 119 and Brooklyn Long at 150. Each one their respective weight classes. Uh, again, Centen- uh, Independence with 77 team points to win it. Oakland second with 52.5. Summit third with 47. Columbia Central, 39 points. They had a couple of weight class runners up. And Franklin with 38 points to close out the top five there. And today's basketball schedule for you. At 5.30, the Zion Christian girls will travel to Franklin Classical. Also tonight, we have Richland going to Fayetteville for a doubleheader. Mm -hmm. And the Summertown boys will come here to Columbia Academy and take on the Bulldogs at Anderson Fieldhouse. Both those are 6 o'clock games at Richland Fayetteville doubleheader and that Summertown Columbia Academy boys matchup. Six o'clock starts. I'm looking forward to that Summertown CA game. It's going to be a good one. That is your weekend Monday rundown for January 4th, 2021. The first rundown of 2021. There it is. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some all-state selections. We didn't get a chance to give you the D2 selections because we didn't have a show after they came out. So we'll talk about those. Cross country and golf were also named over the break. And there were some other all-state teams announced over the break as well. And let's just say I've got a bone to pick with one of them. So we'll... We'll talk about that as well in the next segment. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. 
Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 14 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour here, coming to you live from Columbia, Tennessee, in the TriStar Sports Radio Network headquarters, right here, West 7th in Columbia. So, our last show was Wednesday of 2020 and on New Year's Eve last Thursday on sm-tnsports.com where you can find all of the latest in high school sports news and updates in-depth coverage of the things we talk about on this show etc. We posted the Division Two, Tennessee Sports Writers Association's football all-state teams with some local flair, to say the least. To say the least. Um, congratulations go out to both um, Columbia Academy linebacker slash receiver Collins Malone and to Zion Christian junior quarterback slash linebacker Luke Perko, both of whom were named to the Tennessee Sports Writers Association's All-State teams for Division 2A. Um, Malone, as is mentioned on the website at sm-tnsports.com, led CA in receptions, receiving yardage, and receiving touchdowns. He was also the team leader in tackles and tackles for loss. And he was named to the team as a linebacker, one of one, two, three, one of four linebackers on the D2A team. Um, Perko threw for 1,400-plus yards, rushed for 800-plus, 29 total touchdowns in 10 games as a first-year starter for the Eagles, led them to a 4-6 and six finish, um, was also one of their top defenders. He was named as an offensive athlete to the team. Right, and athlete is just an extra player. It's a skill player. It's typically a skill player. It's typically a multi-talented guy who has, you know, impacted the game in a lot of ways, I think, um, as a two-way guy and as a dual-threat guy, you know, it, it works. That, that was probably a good fit for It's Luke a great Perko. fit for Luke. And, and I have no problem with Luke being an athlete in this situation because, as we've told you on this show, it's a tough team to make. We have – 
and and again, I, I say we as a member, as a um, board member, as an executive member of the Tennessee Sports Writers Association. Um, that's something that we have strived to do is, again, make this a tough team to make. That's why you only see a couple of quarterbacks. You only see two or three running backs typically. Um, I mean, it's a team that, again, that you could take the field with. Exactly. So you've got two quarterbacks on every team. There's no more than two. Mm-hmm. All right. Luke Perko doesn't even play for a playoff spot. I mean, he's playing an independent schedule, yeah. right? Which sometimes can be more difficult because, one, it's hard to find people to play. Yeah. <laughs> and two... Well, that's how you wind up with Fayetteville's right. on your schedule. And and, and there, are some, there were some tough teams that, that, that they played. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with Luke Perko being an athlete because it's a hard team to make, and there's only two quarterbacks. And it's one of them was an automatic because he was a Mr. Football finalist. Mm-hmm. The other... Was state champion. For the third year. For the third year. (laughs) Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're right. Now, let me give you my trash can juice moment for the day. Just one? At least for the, sorry, for the first hour, because we probably got some in the second hour. The Tennessee Football Coaches Association released their all-state teams over the break. On their Class 5A team, actually all of their teams have four quarterbacks. Count them, one, two, three, four. All right, four quarterbacks. On the Class 5A team, among those four quarterbacks, state championship game MVP, Mr. Football finalist, Destin Wade, not among the four quarterbacks. He was. The whole strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not going to pay off for him here on this show. <laughs> he is, however, listed as an athlete. One of five. One of five athletes. Mo, how many times did you watch Summit this year? Four? Five-ish? At least three in the playoffs. Three in the playoffs. Yeah, four. Because I saw him against Spring Hill in week two. Yeah. JP, you listen to a lot of Summit broadcasts. As a matter of fact, I think you listen to a lot of them after the fact. (laughs) I've heard plenty of Mike and Matt. Yes. Yes, I have. (laughs) Have either of you, and I I saw Summit at least five, maybe six times this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many times have you guys ever seen Destin Wade line up in any position other than quarterback on offense? I don't believe he has. Zero. He has yep. not. Not once. Not never, as Cat Williams <laughs> would say. <laughs> <laughs> to make Destin Wade an athlete on your all-state team with four quarterback options is a problem in itself. But let me tell you what the unique factor is in this Tennessee Football Coaches Association All-State team. Those four quarterbacks that they chose, all white kids. There you go. All white kids. The one black quarterback on the team is listed as an athlete. (laughs) 
That's a problem. Did you guys talk about this beforehand? Yeah, I think you got Mo by surprise. That's a problem, yeah. and it's not. I'm, I'm not surprised at all that 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 Destin Wade is a black quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> comes as no shock. No, I um, we did not talk about this aspect of this selection. Um, I I don't know the history of this organization and their selecting. Uh, I'm it it. Here's the thing. It sounds Here. like it that uh that they are just trying to include as many as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think it's about recognizing as many kids as possible, yeah. but I, I, you know, whether it was intentional, whether it wasn't, whether it was just convenient, whether it's a talking point, you know, Chris makes a heck of a point and it's Why do passive, we whether, whether passive or active, it's disturbing. You know, whether, it's not a good look. No, yeah. exactly. And why do we classify black quarterbacks as athletes almost one hundred percent of the time? You're asking a heck of a question, and you're asking the wrong people. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill and Lamar Jackson are basically the same quarterback. But I guarantee you that most people think that Ryan Tannehill is a better traditional quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Statistically, they're about the same. Patrick Mahomes even. Statistically, they're about the same. Destin Wade was statistically better than all four of those other quarterbacks. But he's an athlete. But he's an athlete. He's not an athlete. He's a quarterback. Stop relegating black quarterbacks as athletes on your all-state teams. Well, and what really jumps out at you is... If you've got four. As you look at that all-state team, looking away from the quarterback position for just a second, um, you've got two summit receivers on that all-state team. Congratulations to Caleb Jolly and Brady Pierce. But, you know... You've got two receivers off of a team making all state, and the quarterback is an athlete. An athlete. I just we're probably not making any friends with the Tennessee Football Coaches Association this morning, but um, I'm just saying, and like you said, it may not be on purpose. It may be. I feel fairly certain it's not on purpose, but the result is a result. Regardless of the intent. I'm just saying if you've got four quarterbacks on your darn all-state team and Destin Wade ain't among them, that's a problem. Congratulations also to Antoine Moore from Columbia who was named an athlete on the defensive side of the ball on the Class 5A all-state team. We did have some other Mm -hmm. local kids. Jackson Campbell. Was a quarterback on the six eighteen. So there you go. So obviously, there isn't any. I don't think it was intentional. Intent. I I don't think it was intentional, but it does jump out at you. It and, just frustrates me when we're talking about that type of thing. When we're talking about all state teams and. Not just all state teams, any superlative team. 
I don't care if we're talking about, you know, in college or pro. You see it far too often. Mo, I got a question because you have some very inside um, knowledge on how these things work with the Tennessee Sports Writers Association and the process there. The decision on what positions and how you um, vote on that, what goes into adding an athlete? What are the parameters, at least from your perspective and what you guys do? You know, from my perspective, um, with and I can't speak to – the Tennessee football coaches selection process. But for the Tennessee sports writers, what we do is we nominate kids, you know, based on their statistics and that kind of thing. And then a few of us typically sit down in a room and kind of hash it through. We've got our parameters. We're going to have two quarterbacks. Um, We're going to have two or three running backs. We're going to have, you know, two or three receivers slash defensive ends. We're going to have – five offensive linemen, we're going to have a place kicker, and we're going to have an athlete One on the offensive athlete. side of the ball. It's a selection process. Yes. Correct. Correct. Okay. And and we, you know, we hash it out. We talk it through, you know. Um, we may have some places where we don't have as many deserving folks. That's typically on the offensive line where you don't have stats, unfortunately. But for the most part – you know, we typically have too many guys. And, again, we do have that parameter that Mr. Football finalists are going to be on the All-State team. And, you know, sometimes it does create, if you've got three quarterbacks that are finalists, then probably you're going to kick one of them to your athlete. Just because, bottom line is, it's probably more important for a kid to be recognized as an All-State selection than the position. Now, we're not going to put – a defensive lineman at defensive back just to get him on the team. But, you know, we're, we're going to sure. get guys at the positions that they played and that kind of thing and, and just hash it through, typically. Class 6A, Jackson Campbell, Kay Granzow, and Connor Bevan, all from Region 6A. Among others, Walker Merrill's on there as well. And Jake Brenningstool, obviously. Uh, Carson Repass uh, from, from uh, Franklin. On the defensive side, there was um, John House, John House, and Spencer Rich yeah. from Brentwood. So, Summertown's girls trio of Kaylee Laney and Carly Campbell named All State in small class golf. Um, Columbia Academy's Carter Hens- uh, Connor Henson, excuse me, named All State in Division Two cross-country after winning that state championship earlier this fall by the Tennessee sports writers in both those cases, not the Tennessee football coaches. <laughs> there you go. So that is your All-State selections. When we come back, we will talk to Chip Walters, who had a good trip to the beach. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned for that and more. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao here, along with Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, six minutes past the 10 o'clock hour, coming to you live from Columbia, Tennessee. For the first time in a couple of weeks. First time in a couple of weeks. I, I got over whatever I got. I don't even know what I had. <laughs> I mean, I, they say I had COVID, but uh, never had any symptoms. Uh, other than the smell and other taste. Other than not having smell or taste. Yeah, those are symptoms. Well, but <laughs> I For, never Fortunately, got sick. That's, all, that's all it was. Right, I never got yes. sick. Fortunately for you, that's all it was. So, I guess that's a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys didn't get sick from what I understand. So, at least you didn't get it from me. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You didn't get it from me. <laughs> That's all you care about. <laughs> I mean, I would have felt horrible so. if you did, yeah. right? I mean, so. Well, that, that's kind of the whole side point to this pandemic is, you know, hopefully not giving it to somebody, somebody else. else. Right. So, anyway, <laughs> my point being that my wife didn't get it. You guys didn't get it from me, so. I feel better about the situation. I'm glad that we are back in studio and that it's been about 18 days since. Still no balloons, no streamers, <laughs> no confetti. I, I expected <laughs> no a welcome back party. I'm a little grudgy. We'll see if we can Who get do I need some. To take this? I, I need to see the manager. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> get in line. Okay, Karen. Uh, we'll, we'll, um, uh, we'll see if we can get some bubbly in for tomorrow. <laughs> some mimosas well, for breakfast. T- t- oh goodness! Tomorrow, uh-huh. oh, we, we we'll have something to celebrate. We'll tomorrow. have something to celebrate. That's right. Absolutely. We'll be, we will be on WZYX in Winchester mm-hmm. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The Eagle, the Eagle, the Eagle Radio. That's right. Ninety four five ninety five three three. Yep. And, and then thir- 14, 14, 14, 40, 40. 14, 40. AM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Winchester or. Cowan or Deckard or Huntland or yeah, pretty Deckard. much anywhere in Franklin County. Yeah, yeah most mostly. The, the, Tell your people, mm-hmm. your folks, your folks, your people. And streaming online at wzyxradio.net. As Steve Harvey would say, "The Kings is here." That's right. <laughs> the Kings is here. <laughs> we will have something to celebrate tomorrow. So yeah, there you go. But today. Chip we celebrate Walt- today. Chip Walters has plenty to celebrate as he returns home from. I'm not sure he went. He was at the airport. Were you not at the airport, Chip? I was at the airport. Did you not get then to I go? Left in. <laughs> no, we did not go. We uh, we we uh, we were on the plane, ready to push back, and had to get off the plane. I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, that was it. Was not fun, uh, and and uh, so bottom line was there were some a couple of tests that had not come in that 
the normal PCR test, the overnight uh, deal. Well, they had taken a – anyway, it worked out to where they came in late and literally uh, two minutes before we were to push back, they came in positive and so the, the, uh, we had to get off the plane, cancel the games or postpone the games. And, uh, and so, uh, an unexpected, uh, weekend in, in, uh, in Murfreesboro and had a chance to go see the women play a couple of times. And, uh, so now, uh, I will learn more here shortly about what this week's games are looking like for the men, uh, with FIU coming to town scheduled to be on Friday, Saturday, um, very good possibility that it could be moved today, but uh, as we have found this year, that uh, you can make schedule changes, uh, you know, very quickly. Uh, and, and when we used to think everything like that was all in stone, so we'll see. We do have uh, coaches shows starting tonight, so hopefully, uh, we'll I'll have some uh, more information on that. But it was a good weekend for the Lady Raiders, and uh, interesting seeing more news come in from around. Conference USA, we had one coaching change, head coaching change this morning, and uh, Middle is uh, on the search for a new offensive coordinator. So um, a lot happening. You know, Chip, you um, you said that um, a lot of those schedules used to be in stone. It looks like they're in Etch-A-Sketch now. but um, <laughs> That's right. And if you don't know what an Etch-A-Sketch is, Google it. But um, – what is the status of that FAU series? I mean, will that be made up, or what is the situation there? Well, Conference USA, when they redid the schedule and went to these back-to-back days where you play uh, the same opponent, they did build in an extra week between what is now the end of the regular season and conference tournament week. So there is a makeup week at the end of the year uh, that's there. So there's, uh, as long as you don't have lose another, uh, series, then you've got an opportunity to make that up. So, uh, that was kind of, <laughs> kind of built in there. Yeah. So be playing the, double headers for not till week in that last week. Hey, I was, I, I've seen some of my high school coaching friends, uh, <laughs> do some of that. And, you know, right now in Rutherford County, there's no games allowed this week. And then you get down to all the technicalities of all that kind of stuff. Like there are some teams playing today because there's no school. Well, they can't play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday because there is school, but they're playing on Saturday when there's no school. So it's, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to work around getting as many games as they can and, uh, and all that. So it's every, everybody's having to be flexible. We're visiting with Chip Walters, uh, the voice of the Blue Raiders. He is presented weekly by the law office of Blake Kelly. Blake specializes in accident and injury law. You can find Blake on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram, or you can give him a call at 615-305-4539. If you need him, call him. Um, We hope you don't need him. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. By the way, Chris was being nice to you guys a while ago because he doesn't want you and JP calling Blake Kelly. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's a good point. Um, You mentioned, Chip, that you did get to go see the the Lady Raiders play, and they 
They had a couple of interesting ball games over the weekend. Um, 84-65 on Friday. Buzzer beater for a 66-64 win on Saturday. Come on, Deja. Yeah. Well, and uh, and 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 uh, Deja actually had to. She had the game winner yesterday, but uh, on a layup. Uh, uh, but it was, you know, it, it's funny. Both games kind of had the same mo. The uh, FAU came out of the gate strong, and they have this one young lady who's uh, her name is Izzy, and uh, I can't remember her last name, but she was uh, she. I mean, she kind of dominated early, and FAU I think had leads at halftime in both games. Middle had to come storming back, and yesterday. Uh, Starting the four, well, go back to to uh, to Friday. There, uh, the game on Friday was uh, you know middle just came out to start the second half and just you know kind of blitzkrieged uh, FAU at that point. Well, yesterday or Saturday, uh, it was basically tied going to the fourth quarter. FAU scored ten in a row like really quick and jumped out by ten. Early fourth quarter, middle starts chipping back, chipping back, chipping back, and the uh, and they finally get the ball with about twenty seconds to play in a tie game. Run a come down after a timeout, run a set. Uh, Anastasia Hayes had the ball. Well, her sister Aislinn Hayes got them back in it by hitting three straight threes, and Anastasia brought it down. You know, de- drew the defense, kicked it to a to a, a wide open Deja Cage for a layup and right at the buzzer to win it. But, uh, you know, a little bit uh, different circumstances. And it's going to be interesting here in this first couple of weeks to see how, you know, in these series, how game two is different from game one or how do teams react? You know, if you won game one, how do you react the next day to try to close it out? Or if you lost on game one, you know, are you, you know, how, how desperate are you playing in game two? So that, that's all going to be, that, that will be interesting how all that plays out. Uh, looking at the stats from that second game, uh, Chip, Iggy Allen is her last yeah. name, and, and Rita Pleskovich shot the ball collectively 40 times, uh, which is, they shot it 40 for their team, who shot the ball seventy times in the in the ball game, so they shot at forty of the seventy, which is seventy is an incredible number, is it not? Like that's that's this in a forty com- minute game. By comparison, middle middle shot at fifty five times. Wow, that's yeah. wild. I mean, and and, they, and, and what, what were the? I mean, look at the offensive rebound numbers for for FAU. I think were pretty good. Yeah, they and, had fourteen. Uh, yeah, and so that that you know they were able to you know if, even if the you know you missed shot they had fourteen other opportunities, so if you you know even took half of those away that's going to be sixty three shots which gets you down close to kind of a normal game but you know with a thirty second shot clock and all of that but they they weren't they weren't shy about putting it up you're right. <laughs> you said Iggy Allen and Rita who. Pleskovich. Pleskovich. Chip was glad he wasn't working that game. <laughs> that, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> they 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 have a they have a couple of international players in middle this year, you know, uh, does as well. So uh, Mr. Palmer is having to to uh, make sure that he he does 
all of his uh, linguistic exercises prior to game time. <laughs> I can't pronounce half these girls. We're talking about, uh, let's see, Alexa, Zaf, Sophia, Galeron, and Nicola Azola. Yeah. Florida Atlantic's got some options. Look at you showing off. <laughs> uh, all all name team down in, uh, in, <laughs> in Boca, yeah. Oh, man. So you mentioned earlier, Chip, about the departure of your offensive coordinator over in Murfreesboro. It's Tony Franklin takes off. So uh, what are you hearing? Any any thoughts about where they may go? You know, uh, I don't know. Uh, and it, I mean, it just obviously just happened over the weekend. And, uh, and you know, Tony uh, put out a, a fairly long message on Facebook that he was retiring from coaching. Uh, Middle uh, put out a, a statement that uh, they had received his letter of resignation. Um, and uh, Tony's, uh, Tony's long his uh, message uh, on Facebook, uh, pretty interesting, looking back over a long career. Now, uh, you, again, the, that is the question is where, where, do, uh, where, do, where do we turn now in this? Um, so it'll be interesting. There will be plenty of interest in that position. And, you know, much like the, the player situation with players in the transfer portal, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of coaches. I think more than people expected right now uh, to be – in the in the in the job market, so uh, you know, you obviously you start looking. Okay, what are Coach Stockstill's you know connections? Who, who are guys who are out there? Uh, so I, I don't know. I think I think it will. You know, by this time next week, we may have a better idea of, of what direction uh, he looks to go to. Um, but uh, you know, he is. In a, in a story on Football Scoop, uh, he, he said a couple of things, and also in, in the in the a two part uh, series uh, interview on GoBlueRaiders dot com, he, he did talk about wanting to uh, to uh, have less run production from the quarterback position, uh, and 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 more uh, downfield passing. Uh, said that he hoped that that in the Football Scoop article said that he hoped that whoever his plan was with the new uh, coordinator to uh, have more of an air raid style offense than just a, the uh, typical spread. So it sounds like he wants to go downfield uh, more than, than the lateral passing game, get it a little more horizontal. You've got the two running backs who opted out just before the season this year. It's my understanding that both are coming back and they're both really good. The kid from West Virginia had had a really good career there. Uh, so he, you got a, a back from West Virginia and one from Florida State, and uh, and and again, it kind of all plays into this whole thing we talked about uh, the last couple of weeks about the transfer portal and how that is going to play a huge role in recruiting this year for everybody across the board. Uh, and and uh, and 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 who do you have that's coming back because everybody has the free pass. Yep, you can, you have the option to come back, but the schools also have the option of saying, "Yeah, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to take care of your scholarship, or, or you're not going to be on scholarship should you choose to come back." Those are all decisions that are probably being made uh, if they have not been made already, uh, or, or would be made this week because everybody has to know where they stand 
in roster management uh, leading up to the first week of February when you have your second round of, of, of signing. And Middle, who only signed three in December, are, are putting a lot of eggs in the transfer portal basket. And I think they need to because this is, they're very, very young, and this is an opportunity to fill needs and also uh, add, put a little a little age or a little bark uh, on your football team. So while everybody has the opportunity to return for 2021, scholarships are still going to be capped? Yes. Yeah. At so, 85? That's right. And that's what, that's what uh, you know, is part of it is, is the, that uh, as a player, you may, you may want to come back and most schools are going to honor, uh, you know, a lot of those guys coming back, but, uh, it, it's not a given that the school, whatever school it is, mm-hmm. would honor would honor your uh, your scholarship. They may think, okay, or, or take the, you know, here you, you've had a nice career here, and we've helped you get your education. You've been on scholarship for four, maybe five years, mm-hmm. and uh, it's time for you know we're looking to move on with our program, that kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, th- that that's just that that's the how it's laid out there. Uh, and it'll, it will, you know, it, each school has to make their own decisions on what they are going to do with those players uh, who choose to or who, who would like to return, I should say. We're going in a different direction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's important for Coach Stocksell to have a guy in place before that. So he, he's got he's to make a hire pretty quick, right? You know, I think so, and and uh, I, I was going to actually check the university website because I expect it to be. Uh, I mean, you have to go through the 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 tip, the HR process, but it is it is a condensed process. Uh, a lot of times, I would expect it to be up there uh, and uh, and advertised today, uh, and probably interviews next week, and I would say two weeks from today or within a day or two, one way or the other, uh, that you would have somebody in place, which would still give you at least two to three weeks for that person to be uh, on board uh, prior to signing day. It's going to be a fun process <laughs> to watch. So, so your definition of fun, Chris, uh, <laughs> is sometimes, you know. <laughs> Remember, I'm on the outside looking in. Everything is oh, fun to me, especially chaos. Uh, I know, I know. That's that, and that's my point. So. Captain Chaos over here. Yep. Um, Chip, what is as we scan through Twitter and we see the characterization of Doc Holliday's departure from from Marshall as a firing? What's your read on that situation? Well, uh, you know, I, I think you know the the way they finished the year did not help him at all. I mean, they were going great guns they were ranked uh they uh and, and all of a sudden uh they get shut out at home by rice of all people uh then lose the conference championship game at home to uab and then go and and get beat uh, in a bowl game so they were you know that that downward trajectory did not happen at a great time and you saw Doc's uh, statement that he put out this morning basically just said that he was informed by the university president that his contract was not being renewed. So, 
you know, they, they, they have a, Marshall has a high level of uh, expectation. And, uh, and, and, you know, again, in this year where, you know, in August, the pundits said, oh, no, won't be any changes this year. Everybody gets a free pass. Not quite, not quite that way. You know, it's funny. I was just getting ready to make that very point, Chip. You know, um, even in a pandemic, you can get fired, clearly. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think, you know, once football did get started, things kind of returned to normal as far as levels of expectation and that kind of thing. It's... <laughs> Oh, 2021 is shaping up to be just as ridiculous <laughs> as 2020 ended. Well, we're only four days in. Yeah. yeah give it a little time. I, but still. I guess. But, man, I, you know, again, 2020 and coach firings and whatnot, I don't quite understand it, but I do. I guess if if you're just continuing a trend such as Doc Holliday has over the last couple of years, unfortunately for him. I guess my question would be, you know, when you're looking at some of these coaches that have that schools have parted ways with, you know, how how impacted have they been by the pandemic? I mean, how many opt outs did they have? Different things like that. And and you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm giving the pandemic too much credit. I don't know, but I just I would not have expected to have seen the type turnover that we have seen this year. Yeah, I mean, and and uh, you know, Pat Forty wrote a really good article on Yahoo yesterday, uh, basically using the Texas situation and uh, talking about you know how you know how in their situation where they. They, they spend $24 million for a staff to not coach and then to bring in a new staff really about a month or, or, or six weeks after they had uh, uh, let 35 staff people go and, and chose not to fill 30 to 35 other positions. So uh, it, it's a very interesting article. We hadn't read it, but uh, – you know, everybody's trying to, to you know, position themselves. And, uh, and and it's such an unusual year. I'm not going to use the word unprecedented, but because of it is unusual in the sense of with all of, number one, the, the pandemic, you have uh, the, the new rules, the, uh, the, the free pass rule that will be enacted here in the next few days. And then the uh, the with the transfer portal and and all of that, so it, it will it'll shake out, but it will uh, it may be a, a a different little roadmap than than uh, what we've seen uh, in in past years as, as teams put together their roster and and like we talked about last week, I think everybody across the board uh, is now going to have to change the way that they go about their recruiting. I mean, you look at what. Uh, Clark Lee is doing at Vanderbilt with hiring a Barton Simmons as uh, with the title of general manager, kind of a player personnel guy in, in, in roster management. I think that's going to be a, a key thing moving forward where you will have, you know, certain people who all they do is, is dive into the transfer portal and do scouting in that sense of, of other college players that may be transferring like right now, you're doing that same thing with high school players and mm-hmm. junior college players, but now I think you're going to have to have a you know a dedicated you know person or group of people 
that uh, that strictly uh, have to be uh, up to stu- up to snuff on other college players that may be looking to move. And that's just that's the new name of the game. I mean, yeah. college college sports is is evolving, and this particular aspect of it is not necessarily something that I enjoy. I don't love the transfer portal idea, but I guess it is what it is at this point. So that's what we have to go with. And it's it's definitely going to give some other people some extra jobs in college sports. So there's that. Um, yeah. Chip, thanks so yeah, much it, for hanging out with us, man. We really appreciate your time as always. Well, it, try to provide a little food for thought, boys. So y'all have a good Monday and uh, get uh, 2021 off to a good start. I think it will be. Good deal. At least for us anyway. But we appreciate, as always, every Monday, Chip Walters joins us. The voice of the Blue Raiders, brought to you by the Law Office of Blake Kelly. Find him on Facebook or Instagram or give him a call, 615-305-4539. When we return, we'll talk about the Tennessee Titans, the 2020 AFC South champion Tennessee Titans. Right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back again to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. As we get ready to wind down the last 30 minutes of this Monday show here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. And after my mini heart attack yesterday, I don't know if you guys... Which one? I don't know if you guys hyper hyperventilated. I got a little last, worried. I got a little worried, um, but uh, it, it, because I was the thing that worried me the most is that um, you know after that forty something yard run that made it uh, I don't know left him nine? yeah and and he was close Derek Henry was close to the two made okay this could happen you know this could happen we're still in the third quarter this could happen um, everything kind of shifted to that and that was the focus and then through that process. All, you, you turn around, and the Texans are leading. Yeah, I know. Now, fortunately, the Dolphins lost. Titans were in regardless, but a home game versus the Ravens opposed to a road game at Buffalo, two totally different things. Oh, absolutely. I think I was okay the whole time until 
the Titans went up 38-35, and then the ball over Jackson's head to the right to the left sideline. If that play is in Canada, he scores. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I that was that was after the first play of that drive with Watson rolling to his left and finds Johnson yeah. for a he should have been sacked. Mm-hmm. And then ends up being a 35-yard gain. I'm like, of course. <laughs> and then, the, uh, then of course, the Then the play over play Jackson's head. Is over a Dory Jackson's head. And like you said, if had it been in Canada and they'd have had an extra three yards on the sideline. To plant and go upfield. He'd have been gone. Yeah. And luckily, the Titans defense did what they had to do. Uh, got a huge sack when it mattered. First time all season. <laughs> and... Uh, Next thing you know, we're you know they're kicking a field goal to tie the game, and we've seen this before. I mean, we had to go to overtime with the Texans earlier this year, where the Texans in the fourth quarter came back, had all the momentum in the world. Titans just happened to win the coin toss, went down, scored a touchdown on a Derrick Henry run, and ended the ball game. Mm-hmm. Now, I had no <laughs> expectation. Thank for the goodness minutes. for Sam Sloman. Well, thank goodness for AJ Brown, AJ Brown oh. and Hill. for Mike Vrabel, who said, "I don't know, just chuck one up to AJ." Uh, yeah, going deep. And how do you get beat deep in that situation? <sighs> I was wondering though. the same thing. I haven't seen the all twenty-two to see. How do you not have a safety where that, yeah. Yeah. over just the top. to go? Yeah, but I mean, saw saw Tannehill dropping back, saw him cut it loose. You know, they pan downfield, and A.J.'s got a step, and I'm screaming, he's beat. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to score. I did. <laughs> had, had Tannehill thrown it a tick earlier, he may have scored. But it You'll take was, 54 yards. I'll take mm-hmm. it. Y'all, when I tell you, I, I had no voice <laughs> after that play. I was screaming – just absolute It's insane. funny. I'll be sitting there watching the game. Jody's sitting there doing whatever she's doing on her computer or whatever, working on something, and I scream like that, and it scares the bejesus out of her. But Yeah. Sorry. Watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> you would know why. Yeah, exactly. It would yeah. not be a surprise to you. <laughs> it just it blew my mind, man. I, I mean, the fact that that was even – one, I'm surprised they didn't just run it. I was listening. <laughs> I was listening to Mike Keith and uh, and the coach on their call, the radio call. I synced up the broadcast again, of course. And coming out after the kickoff, Mike Keith posed the question: Do you at least make a try here, make a go? You got your timeouts, and the coach was like, "Absolutely, you make a go at it here." Yeah, you don't just sit on it and go to overtime. You make it go, and they did. I mean, you're playing for a championship. Yeah. This, this is not, you know, if this is week seven, you maybe don't. It's the last game of the season, Brian. Can't hold anything back now. <laughs> you need to get that one queued up. I mean, like you said, I was actually glad that the Titans didn't score 
any quicker than any they quicker did. Any quicker than yep. they did. When, the two when previous they, times that were yes. called well, back for penalties? Yes, when they had first and goal at the one, and then they had that illegal formation that uh-huh. wasn't. Yeah. And the terrible and hold? Yeah. The terrible hold? Uh, yeah. 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 Because clearly we had not stopped Mm-mm. Deshaun and but, weren't going to. But then after they kicked the field goal, I was like, crap, I wish we'd have scored earlier. <laughs> uh, it was just, it was like, man, it, what do you do, you know? But it it worked out. Sam Sloman kicks up. <laughs> he needed every inch that, that of those 2,027 yards that Derrick Henry ran for this season. Wow. And man. he kicked, man, the first kick, the practice kick right before Cornell or right after Cornell called timeout was perfect. It was beautiful. Well, the second one was not. The second one was beautiful too. <laughs> right after it banked off the upright and went in. And like Chip said on Twitter, Chip Walters tweeted, he said, what is it about tennis, middle Tennessee teams going to Houston and having to and, and have doinks, doinks to win? <laughs> Except that middle one on a doink that didn't. Exactly. And the Titans went on a doink that did. The, the, the doink that did. I the, like that. There's like your that. headline. <laughs> the doink that did. No charge. And it went, I mean, when when it started drifting, I was like, oh, my heart just sank. And then it doinked through, and I was like, did it go in? And then I saw the official nodding his head yes, and I went nuts. I think Derrick Henry was asking the same question. Not the whole sideline, yeah. Yeah, but you could read Derek's uh-huh, lips. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a – like you said, JP, uh, you know, in the third quarter he's got 198 yards or something, and I'm like, holy crap. He's going to get He's going to do this. He's yeah. going to yeah. do it. And then, you know, earlier that in the game, I guess right before we went up 24-9, when it was like 17-9, there was still – and we were kind of – we weren't playing very well at the time. I thought, dang, he may have to he may have to run for two thousand <laughs> out of necessity. And he did have to run for two thousand out of necessity. To a career high. If you're gonna go over two thousand in a season, have your career high in week seventeen. It's a good way to do it. I tell you what, the only concern though, thirty four carries, you said that's a franchise record, mm-hmm. two hundred and fifty yards. You know, I'm not even sure I want Derek coming to the facility this week. Just stay home, bro. Rest, Rest up. Because you might have to do this again next Sunday. Well, and he has proven it in put last year, postseason, heavy, heavy carries uh, back-to-back-to-back uh, weeks. So he can do it. But for the first time, he looked tired to me late in that fourth quarter. The first time I've seen him all, all season look tired. I don't know if – I, I guess right when the Titans scored to go back ahead in that drive, you could see him kind of, you know, heavy breathing on the field after he had yeah. the one, the long run, obviously, and then they handed it to him on the next play, and I was like, dude just ran for 45 <laughs> yards. Can we give him a breather? <laughs> Jeez. Apparently not. You uh, know, one interesting thing, um, you know, the, the – Play action quarterback run by Tannehill that we've seen, uh, you know, numerous times now, especially down the goal line, uh, the long run mm-hmm. at Green Bay. Nobody has been able to stop that yet. They keep going to it, it's it's 
amazing just how much attention goes to Derrick Henry, but that play works every time. Well, okay, but a lot of people forget this, and this is what I was saying earlier. Ryan Tannehill is a former SEC wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he showed it slow. at Green Bay. He showed it at Green Bay with that 40-something yard run, 50 yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. that was. Up the gut. Uh-huh. He can make plays, man. He, he can't be a wide receiver in the Southeastern Conference and not, and not be able to run speed. a little bit. The cornerback did not catch up to Tannehill. No. He ran away from him. That's, I mean, <laughs> again. Did you, did you notice he did not do the finger roll after that second touchdown? No, I noticed that. I think he was – he was kind of freaking out, too. He was a little shook <laughs> after that interception that wasn't caught. Yeah, I would have been, too. <laughs> that was a pick. I don't know what we were doing throwing the football there. But whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Hindsight's 50-50. Your 2020 AFC, AFC South champion, Tennessee Titans. And they Did you host. just say hindsight is 50-50? Yes. Okay. It's a Pat, Pat <laughs> Dye quote. All right. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. That's my, my all-time favorite Pat Dye quote is hindsight's 50-50. I've got a quick question about this Titans team before we uh, take a break and, and get to our final segment. Which is more prominent to you personally, that the offense can make plays when they need to? Or that the defense can't? Or the defense cannot? <laughs> Which which is that you know which outweighs the other right now in your in your opinion in this league right now I'm almost okay mm-hmm. with having a, having to have our offense make a play to win the game I, I have rather, every bit of confidence At 19 18 seconds a couple of timeouts <laughs> yeah they can do it. Yeah, sure. Right. And and you saw it. And they do it consistently. Well, I mean, they've just got too much talent on the offensive side of the ball. And and I think, you know, they make you defend the whole field. You can't load up the box on Henry as good as he is. You can't load up because they can make plays on the perimeter with, with – I, I never heard Jonu Smith's name yesterday. He had one catch and one block. The block was great, though. The but block I'm, on Tanny Hills uh, when he when he came across the formation mm-hmm. and um, Watt came down on the on the crash and then Johnu went around right, and blocked yeah. the, he blocked the cornerback and Tanny Hill ran off for about twenty five. But I mean, when when, when <laughs> that was it when you've got AJ Brown, you've got Corey Davis who made a great catch and run. He redeemed himself. Yes, he did. Redeemed himself. You know, you've got Johnu Smith. You've got Tanny Hill who can get it to him. I mean, there's no reason not to be confident in this offense as long as they can pass pro. I was about to say, if we if if the Titans had the offensive line that they had in week two, man, as good as this one has been. But and and the thing to answer your question, I think the fact that Baltimore is gonna make good defenses look bad. So, I mean I'm not necessarily worried about. But we've, but we we have shut them down. We shut them down earlier. This year, yeah. That's this, right. This is it a was team. a low scoring game. Yeah, I mean, went overtime, but yeah. For some reason, we have Lamar's number, and well, here's ho- something. Hopefully, you can have it one more game. Here's cause. something I noticed yesterday. And I don't know if this has been a trend because I just don't know. I don't. I don't pay attention to our defense very often, as I've told you. 
because <laughs> it just makes my blood pressure rise. But, you know, the Titans rush three and four a lot. And it's because their defensive backs are pretty good. Typically, they should be. You know, Christian Fulton, Malcolm Butler, Dory Jackson. There's a really good defensive backfield back there. They don't have very good linebackers because we're just, I mean, we're down to missing our, our, our starting middle. That's probably where they've been hit the most yeah. to injury. And Evans is or the most is impactful. Good, but, I mean, he's not great. Well, he's still coming. I yeah. Think. I mean, so there's a lot of things that you can look at this defense and go. It, they tried before the season. They tried Vic Beasley, Jadavian Clowney. They did everything they could um, to get to a point to make this defense work. It just didn't happen. It is what it is. What does four sacks yesterday mean to you? Uh, that the Texans couldn't block me and you. You know, because they <laughs> they were down some offensive linemen. Because we you guys talked about before they were down the game. Yep. The last time that Tennessee played a team, the Bengals, that mm-hmm. were down several offensive linemen, uh, didn't bode so well. But they were able to get some pressure yesterday. They were able to get some pressure against Deshaun Watson, who is not – And thank goodness. Who's mm-hmm. not a, uh, a guy who – Wants to sit in the pocket if he ha- if he doesn't have to. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be able to extend plays like an Aaron Rodgers type guy. So I mean, this is it's impressive that they were able to. It's got to be a positive. Yeah, it, you, going you, forward. Again, it's all about momentum in the playoffs, right? So there you go. Real quick, NCAA tournament sites have been announced in the. The Indianapolis, Indiana bubble. We'll tell you about the six places they will play March Madness. The six venues they will play March Madness this year. When we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Before we get into... Any college, we'll let Mo go over the NFL's playoff schedule for television this weekend. Super wild card weekend. <laughs> Super. Super, yes. Yeah, Saturday, all these times are central times because we are in the central time zone. Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, we will have Indianapolis at Buffalo. That will be carried on CBS at 340 Central. Um the Rams will go to Seattle. That game will be on Fox. And the nightcap on Saturday will have the Buccaneers at football team at 7.15 on NBC. Um, 
Sunday, the 12 o'clock game will be the Baltimore Ravens traveling to the 2020 AFC South champion Tennessee Titans. It's a 12 noon game. It'll be on ESPN slash ABC um, at 340 Central on Sunday. An NFC wildcard game, Chicago's at New Orleans. And the Sunday nightcap at 715 on NBC will be Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Part two, <laughs> since they, say, just oh, played, they just played. Part yesterday. trois. But there yeah, we go. Technically, technically yeah, but yes. Time, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's your super wild card weekend. Three games each day with the seventh team out of each conference. It's going to be fun. I like it. Um, this this seven team, you think it sticks? It's got to, right? They I can't th- go back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of those genies that you can't get yeah. back in the bottle. I like it though. All right, every time you talk and every time you count in French, uh, it takes me back to the Andy Griffith episode where they're having a feud, <laughs> and they walk back, and he goes, "Well, if it it originated in France, you ought to count in French." And then he start, and then he goes, "Well, it just so happens that I learned a little French over during the war." So he starts counting in French, and they don't move. And he said, "Well, why aren't you moving?" He goes, "We don't understand French." <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good episode <laughs> aren't they all every Andy Griffith episode is a good episode I, I watch it a lot and my wife just tells me that I am an old man and I'm like yeah I sure am as a matter of fact I've been watching Andy Griffith for years so in the uh, the NCAA bubble I guess if you're going to have three cities and six arenas i don't know how much of a bubble that is well they're all in indiana though right oh okay (laughs) that absolutely makes no sense by the way (laughs) in indianapolis they will have four sites banker's life field house ball state home of the the cardinals there um blame bishop's alma mater yeah uh hinkle field house it's butler that's butler and Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Ooey Pooey. Ah, Ooey Pooey. Ooey Pooey. And, of course, Lucas Oil Stadium. They will have two courts in Lucas Oil Stadium, but they will only play one game at a time. Yeah. So they're sanitizing the other one, I presume? Uh, during the, the other game. That makes sense, I guess. In Bloomington, they'll play at Assembly Hall, and they will also play at Mackey Arena, uh, Mackey Arena in West Lafayette. West Lafayette. Purdue. So they're not playing at Notre Dame? They're not going to play no. any games at Notre Dame. Well, that's, uh, that's not Indiana. That's uh, that's Chicago. That's, that's Chicago. That's Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> the NCAA tournament March Madness official Twitter account said it, in 49 states, it's just basketball. But this is Indiana. And I will say, that's kind of cool. Well, it's also the home of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, let's not let's not mince Indiana. words here. Yeah. This is this is just like when in Alabama when they play their championship games in Montgomery, and then they, you know, of course, some of the executive staff are uh, turning in expense reports. <laughs> like, guys, it's in Montgomery. What what are you expensing? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, also, uh, I guess we just have to wait on the college football playoffs because we, as we always do, we talk with, with Chip a little longer than normal 
segments. Never a, it's never a bad thing. So that's okay. That'll give us something to talk about tomorrow on our debut show down in Franklin County. We will. We will talk about the college football playoffs and the championship game that is one week from today that you can hear right here on WKOM 1017 FM. The Golden Pipes of Eli Gold and John Parker Wilson on color. Hey, yep. one one thing I do want to talk about before we get out of here. Sure. Um, scanning Twitter as I normally do during the show. Tweet from at Joe Williams VU. My rehab st- my rehab stand is over. Thanks, Cumberland Heights. I can't thank you enough for the messages of love, support, and encouragement. I am truly humbled and blessed by your kindness and concern. A new year, a new opportunity, though I don't know what, when, or where. I have placed that into God's hands, and I have faith he will provide. I will change Twitter accounts soon, so I'll keep you posted. God bless. All right. Good so, news. That good is good news. Him well. And uh, hopefully he will be back on the airwaves somewhere soon. Um, Ideally, of- back on the same airwaves. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and Kevin Kevin Ingram has taken over the play play duties for basketball, and great to see him there. But you know, hopefully things work out. In fact, they haven't made the move yet. Made lead Legion believe that. There you go. Again, visit us tomorrow right here on WKOM one zero one seven FM on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. They will also be on WZYX Radio The Eagle in Winchester, Franklin County, Cowan. Check us out there. If you missed any part of today's show, podcast is available, SM-TN Sports Today, wherever you get podcasts. We will see you tomorrow morning. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Born and Joint. Stay cool, Columbia. <laughs>